You're listening to Robert Wright's Non-Zero Podcast. Hey, Mickey, you look like you belong at some kind of like Hawaiian luau. I think we got a glitch, though. I mean, you got the, the sunglasses on and the cool outfit, but your uh, your what? your headphone wire seems to have gotten tangled up. Okay, we Bob, got that problem solved. Uh, Bob, is that you? Uh, yeah, I know. You can't. I, you know. I, I just woke up. It's, we're not doing one this week, right? Actually, we are. It was last week we really? took off, and as you may have noticed, we take well, one week off, and World War III almost breaks out in Taiwan. Well, I went so to, we did, something happen, did something happen? I went to sleep, and I just woke up. Like, it's, it's a, two weeks later? I should describe you for the benefit I, of our... I set, uh, I set the alarm wrong. Our audio I set it for I set it for two weeks instead of one week. So you got these Ray Charles sunglasses on. You got a Hawaiian luau shirt, and then you've grown a beard. You're growing a beard. What is, the, what is that? Why? Not a beard, Bob. What is it? Just whiskers? It's like a, it's like a, it's like, I don't know. It's like chin hair and a, and a mustache. Yeah, but a you're Van clearly, Dyke. it's a, oh my God, a Van Dyke. Uh, Van Dyke's look good on me. I have, it's a good I've, look. No, it I've exhausted, a, I've exhausted all other options. I think it's an improvement like growing over hair on the, the top of my head, so. It's an improvement over the uh, previous Mickey, and we'll just leave it at that. Except it, the problem is it's white. Well, there's Grecian formula that but, confers dignity, and frankly, you you could you could use a little bit huh. of that. Um, already with the invective. Sorry, right. I, it, it just kind of piled up. It, it piled up over the two weeks. I was <laughs> uh, for anybody who may have uh, not even tried to check in last week. We weren't here. I was at a family reunion in Georgia, where sadly, the only of my siblings who didn't vote for Trump, did not show up. So I was outnumbered three to one. Did they heap um, abuse on you? No, we don't mention the subject at all wisely. We stay okay. completely away. Uh, the, um, but uh, yeah, no, it was in Georgia in the, in the uh, Blue Ridge Mountains. I think, I, as I recall, when you drove through Kansas or something, you reported back that there was <sighs> a lot of Christian rock. On the radio, did you or am I imagining that? Anyway, I'm here There's to tell you. There's a lot you. of Christian rock, and 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 what's I mean, you can tell anytime they talk about him, they talk about him. It's either Christian rock or a wedding present song, uh, and it's Azar is going to be Christian rock. Uh, so you you learn you learn quickly have a itchy trigger figure, but some of them it's pretty good, and the other the more insidious trend, which I think is abated, is they mix the Christian rock in with regular rock. So you don't really know you're in a Christian rock station? Well, maybe it's just that the, the Christian rock assumes such subtle form, you don't realize it's Christian rock. Like, you know, Debbie Boone's song, You Light Up My Life, Pat Boone. Right. Uh, that turns out that was about God. Who knew? Right, but they, the, the Christian rock songs are inevitably pompous and they follow this horrible formula that becomes unlistable after a while. Even though they, yeah, it's very operatic. Well, first of all, there's different genres. You know, there's, there's Christian hip-hop. There's Christian country. I don't think you did enough scanning of the dial. I mean... Oh, Jesus. Okay. I it's all the over the country. place. I missed in the fact, Christian country. If I could register a minor complaint about the, the Christian country station I listened to, there was some line about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These prophets are all gone. Um, excuse me, but those were not prophets. Those were not prophets. I mean, I don't want to say that you should really have read a whole lot of the Bible. If you're going to write lyrics to country Western Christian songs, but. Well, maybe he was making a leap and asserting that they were prophets. 
a radical new interpretation of the Bible. Would be radical. Uh, Well, it's better than bro country. That's all I could say. Where is bro country? Bro country came and went. Oh, bro country music. I see. Uh, You'd know know better than I would. Actually, it was championed by the, the rock critic for Slade. Who was? I forget his name. Jody somebody. Oh. Great guy. <laughs> I forget his name. Uh, anyway, um, well, things have happened. Things, yeah, it seems like everything has happened. A lot has happened. Uh, Kansas happened. Speaking of Kansas. Kansas, Kansas happened. Biden, Biden is the new Reagan, Bob. He's it's riding high. Complete momentum shift. Uh, Zawahiri had a complete momentum shift. Uh, you know, isn't it interesting though how how small that looms in the zeitgeist? I mean, that's because Biden is Biden has Biden is piling victory on victory. It seems small in comparison with the other mountainous victories he's achieving. They all blur together. Um, that's not your interpretation. No, my interpretation is that we uh, the global war on terror is over. I mean, it should be over. It's not over. We're still fighting it in these various countries, but the people have moved on. I mean, that just didn't make much of a splash, right, in real life, or did it? I don't think it did, not as much as it, it, it would have made five, ten years ago, sure. Uh, the, 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 just to get the, to deal with, to get Zawahiri out of the way, I so mean, the, speak. the the interesting conspiracy theory, which was uh, first broached by my friend John Ellis and then echoed by Steve Call, who's Ooh. reported a lot on the region, is that the Taliban gave him up uh, because they really need our help unfreezing these assets that we're holding hmm. unfairly, as you say. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, nevertheless, we have them over a barrel. So what, what do they care about Zawahiri? Uh, he's yesterday's news. Uh, so it, it's it's a little bizarre that they could take him out without any collateral damage. Uh, he he reads on his deck every day. Apparently, do you you yeah. should, do you do that? You should quit if you do. Apparently, it's dangerous. <laughs> uh, well, there are a lot of things that are dangerous in Los Angeles, but um, they haven't gotten to missile attacks yet. Uh, hey, but speaking of which, you mark my word. The some of the weapons. We've sent to Ukraine. I mean, obviously, a number of them are already on the black market. Mark my word, someday th- some of them will be found, like stinger missiles or something, in the hands of extremists in America. Okay? Well, it's a I, long-term I prediction, but I'd say within three years. I don't understand why that hasn't happened yet. Stingers have been floating around Afghanistan for years. Uh, and, and you know, all, there are all sorts of, uh, you know, long-distance Munitions that aren't used. A Kadyusha is, how far does that go? It goes pretty far. Uh, I never understood why some somebody didn't wander by the White House with one of those things and blow out a few windows. It's the easiest thing in the world. No, it will. Uh, I mean, we, we've sent a lot of stuff over there and Ukraine, as Tom Friedman noted on my podcast this week, uh, if you look at the corruption index put out by, what is it, Transparency International or whatever, Ukraine is almost up there with Russia. I mean, there is a, you know, uh, it is a democracy, yes, but it uh, there's a lot of corruption there. And I was just listening to a podcast with a journalist saying that, you know, some of the weapons aren't even making it to Ukraine. They're, they're hitting the black market on the Polish side of the border. 
Um, that that was a that was the hidden hidden lead in Tom Friedman's piece attacking Hillary's trip to Pelosi's, Taiwan, which is Pelosi's Pelosi's, Pelosi's, Pelosi's yeah. Yeah, sorry, uh, they all look alike. The uh, attacking uh, Pelosi's trip to Taiwan, which is that uh, the administration has no faith in Zelensky. Apparently, yeah. it's the second time he has said that. I tried to get him to elaborate in the podcast. He didn't. And then I stupidly failed after we had quit recording to say, Tom, off the record, can you tell me, like, what is, if you know, what is the source of tension between Zelensky and the uh, Biden administration? Uh, I'd love to know. I mean, Uh, I would love to know. I can't think of anyone that would rise to the level of, uh, you know, being, a, you know, and obviously it can't just be Hunter Biden or minor corruption. It has to be something big. No, the other thing, though, Tom said in that column in, the, in, in a consecutive paragraph is, you know, he noted that Zelensky not long ago on the same day fired basically the equivalent of, I guess, the attorney general and the head of the CIA and uh, on uh, and. Like, what's up with that? And and I was glad to see Tom say in the column, there's not enough curiosity among American journalists about this kind of stuff. It's like as if we don't want to look under the hood. That's for sure. That was a that was a good column and 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 an important one. I, I think and, it got a ton of attention. And and, and can I just the, the the interesting point he made about the Pelosi trip, which I didn't know really, was that the Biden administration is worried that it might endanger China's forbearance so far in sending arms to Russia. Um, you know, he he said that the Biden administration early on said to China, if you send weapons to Russia, it'll endanger your economic relations with the West. And so far, China had respected the wishes of the administration. Russia wanted drones from them and had to go to Iran instead. Um, well, that- so um, go ahead. Yeah, I was. I was. Gonna, is there? Is there? I was going to ask. Is there any evidence that China has started to renege on uh, and started to arm Russia? Uh, I haven't heard any, yeah, and you yeah. know that that would have gotten our attention probably in a way that none of the many things they did do right. in retaliation right. have done. The, they've done a lot. You know, I mean, they're they're uh they, they've done some sanctions on Taiwan so the Taiwanese people are feeling this in some magnitude I guess they've also China suspended cooperation on all these international fronts with the US uh you know climate change has, has has anybody come up with a justification for the Pelosi visit that holds any water at all it seems to me she obviously thinks she's going she hasn't read the latest news she thinks she's going to lose in the midterms and this is her swan song and she's Finishing off her resume, as opposed to her eulogy. I, uh, you know, I, I did. You know, I think legacy is the word that's come up. You know, she's long been a, a, a human rights crusader in the context of China. She did a visit, like at the beginning of her congressional tenure, she did a a visit to Beijing. Um, I she so she cares about the issue, and I think there's something of a constituency. I mean, she's. What district is she from? Is she? Is she from I was, I was thinking that, but it's it, you know it sort of denigrates her commitment. But I'm sure there are, must be a well, lot of Chinese Americans in that district, uh, and they yeah. wouldn't be they wouldn't be left wing Chinese Americans. 
No, by and large, they would not, uh, probably. So who knows? I, I, I don't know, but it just seems to me extremely irresponsible. I mean, yeah, I know separation of powers. Congress can do things it wants to do, but traditionally, we leave diplomacy to the executive branch. And because of the kind of unique circumstances here, this was bound to be construed oh. as a as an act of American. For Forget separation of powers, it just fucks things up. So why do well, something right. that fucks things up? No, the idea that she would do this without, you know, get try, first asking for a green light with the Biden administration is amazing. I mean, people point out, well, Newt Gingrich did it. Well, yeah, but but he didn't do it to a, a president of his own party against that president's wishes. He did it, you know, as a way to troll uh, Bill Clinton, among other things, probably. I mean, no responsible. Supposedly, he, he, but he did talk to Clinton before he went and negotiated the whole thing out. I think. Did he really? That's what one of the. That's what Byron York said. I mean, yeah. maybe not the whole thing, but he, uh, because you know, the, when, when he went to China first, the Chinese said, "Don't go to Taiwan," and uh, and, and he defied them. I don't know if he cleared that with Clinton, but uh, uh, you know, but he, he 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 did he he was you know the Clinton administration didn't make the objections that the Biden administration apparently has made. You know, and I think one thing people don't realize is that, you know, autocrats do care tremendously what their people think of them. They are, to some extent, captives of public opinion in the way that Democratic leaders are. Of course, they, they, they more repressively try to manipulate the public opinion, but I think they care about it every bit as much. And the fact is that Pelosi's visit pissed off a bunch of the Chinese people. And it's going to it's going to make it harder for Xi Jinping, even if he wants to, to to uh, be cooperative with the U.S., do things on the Ukraine front that we like and so on. It's just there's I, I don't see any good coming out of this at all. Um, well, you're not going to get an argument for me. And and I do think it it makes invasion of Taiwan more likely. Last thing I want to oh, say on that front is something I said in the piece in my non-zero newsletter this week, which is just that, uh, you know, I think we're drawing the wrong lesson from Ukraine. Uh, the you know, or, or at least we're not giving serious attention to the possibility that the lesson to draw from Ukraine is that. If you start flooding a country with weapons, it will increase the chances of invasion, not decrease them. Because, you know, if, if China starts thinking that this is just never going to end, um, they're going to think, well, if we ever are going to have to invade, we might as well do it now before it gets even worse. But uh, the Biden administration and Washington generally seems to be drawing the opposite conclusion from Ukraine. Well, this is all the more reason to arm China. Well, okay, but we armed uh, Ukraine uh, and it did not deter an invasion. Taiwan, you mean. Uh, Taiwan. Yeah. In fact, uh, this will be the last thing, but I, I dug this up from the New York Times. Um, this is in May. And they're talking about how uh, there's a big push now after the beginning of the Ukraine war to give Taiwan very much the kind of arms that succeeded in Ukraine uh, in, in kind of repelling parts of the invasion, you know, shoulder-fired missiles and so on. And, and here's a quote from the Times. The push by the Biden administration, that is to arm Taiwan, 
has broadened and accelerated similar efforts by officials in the Trump and Obama administration. Democratic and Republican officials and lawmakers say one lesson of the Ukraine war is the United States must help transform Taiwan into a, quote, porcupine to deter potential attacks from China. Wait a second. We did transform Ukraine into a, quote, porcupine. One thing that definitely didn't happen is deterring an attack. Now, it may well, have been Putin able to better defend it. against the attack. Putin Fine. may not have realized that it was a porcupine. He seems to have thought that it would be an easy, not a cakewalk, but that it would be, that it would be a lot easier to take over Ukraine than it was. Yeah, but also, I mean, he, he, his ambition, he tried something much more ambitious than anybody thought was was kind of smart. Right, I mean, it didn't work. So if he realized it was a porcupine, then he wouldn't have tried it. Well, he would have confined his aspirations to the Donbass, probably. I think as long as we had, you know, I, I think the the ongoing NATOization of Ukraine, he was not going to put up with. That, but. that raises a, a, what to my mind is an interesting what if, you'll probably dismiss it. Uh, you know, Trump, during the Trump administration, we are, we kept on arming Ukraine to the teeth. And so... We would, started it under Trump. Okay. Would, Obama really? didn't do it. Oh, yeah. And somewhat against his wishes, he wasn't enthusiastic. But Trump uh, or Obama? Trump. Trump. Obama yeah. didn't do it. Obama consciously chose not to. I thought we gave them something, but we didn't give them. We gave them a, night vision goggles. We gave them. Didn't we, didn't we do joint training of Ukraine troops and NATO troops and send I don't know, their officers to Germany? I don't think we gave them and, so much as rifles yeah, okay. under Obama. Yeah, okay. Um, the uh, if if Trump had been reelected, would Putin have invaded? Uh, I mean, through the armament, the, under your argument, the ar armaments are still there. You better stop it before it gets out of control. Yeah, uh, I think I think that logic would have applied, and I don't uh, in envision Trump doing what I think Biden should have done, which is negotiate seriously with Putin. I mean, he might have liked to, but he just kept caving to the blob. So I I, I doubt he would have wound up doing the negotiating. Um, you know, Biden did specific things to antagonize Russia, like, you know, sign a joint declaration with Ukraine of ongoing commitment to whatever that maybe Trump wouldn't have done. But I mean, Trump was just a creature. He, he was a slave to the blob, basically. And the blob didn't want serious negotiation. Well, the, the, the Fiona Hill theory is that Putin would be scared that he was erratic and might do something crazy, which is certainly his, you know. His 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 modus operandi is to do something crazy <laughs> on, the, on the theory that it might work, and sometimes it does work, as with the tariff threat against Mexico. But sometimes it's a complete disaster, as with the January sixth attempt to come up with these slates of electors. Uh, but you know, throughout his life, he seems to be you know trying crazy things to pull victory from the jaws of defeat. Uh, so yeah, could be. That, I mean, anyway. Um, the the only interesting thing I haven't read much on the status of the war in Ukraine. The uh, the only interesting thing I read is that uh, Russia's foreign currency depends on their ability to sell oil, which means they have to have a lot of tankers going around the world at any given time, and those tankers are very vulnerable should somebody decide to sink them, and they're also hard to insure, and we control the insurance. Now maybe Russia doesn't care about it being insured since they're at war and they're a big country and they can eat the losses, but maybe not. 
Uh, and the, but the, the argument was that this is a, a, another lever the West has over Russia, which is uh, uh, we can. Well, whose, tankers are, whose tankers are they? Are they owned by the Russian government? If so, it can be completely indifferent. No, I don't. Th- I don't think they're owned by the Russian government. So we we can sort of uh, we. I think I think the EU has already moved to say uh, yes, you can insure them, but you can't if the price of the oil is above a certain amount. So we're trying to use this lever to All right. put a lid on the amount of money they can get. Uh, I don't know, but I mean, why would we... So you're saying it would be a good idea to inhibit the transfer of Russian oil? I don't know if it's a good idea, but it's a potential leverage point for, for people but, who do think it's a good idea. But isn't inflation one of Biden's great fears? Uh, He's been bragging about well, how gas prices are going if down. We, if we effectively put a lid on the... Russian prices is that uh, apparently this guy actually this is the guy who wrote this was a guy named I think Simon Johnson. I was he's not a foreign policy guy. He's a uh, business guy. He claimed that they have been doing this and it has not affected the price of oil a bit. They've been doing so, what though? I mean, putting putting a trying to put a cap on the price Russians can charge. Oh, that. But I thought you were saying like uh, maybe I totally misunderstood you. You were saying either end the insurance for them or actually blow tankers up. You were just talking about ending the insurance the, the, for them. We wouldn't blow tankers up, but that's what you would insure against, <laughs> I guess. Okay, but if, uh, but, if, but if removing insurance has an inhibiting effect on the flow of oil, that'll be inflationary. Um, right, but the, at the moment, it would just be, be have a price control effect. Which sometimes temporarily works in the short term, doesn't it? I guess it could. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, we're um, trying it with prescription drugs. Why shouldn't it work with Russian oil? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. The, uh, you know, I do know people are saying that the winter is going to get tough in terms of sustaining European support for this whole thing because they're really going to start feeling the energy crunch. Um, I mean, as long as we're on the subject of Ukraine, the other thing I would say is that I, I, I should, uh, th- there is currently, there, there are some signs that after a few weeks of nothing much happening in the Donbass, that Russia is making some kind of progress around the town of Bakhmut. It's disputed how much there is. But if it turns out that they are making progress in the Donbass, that'll be... Kind of bad news in the sense that they'll be doing it, notwithstanding the fact that they just transferred a bunch of troops from the Donbass and other places to the south to head up a feared counterattack on Kherson by Ukraine. So if they can do these two things at once, if they can, if they are, if we are about to see progress in 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 this area, which is one of the gateways to the two big prizes in Donetsk. Uh, Oblast, which which are uh, what Kramatorsk and Slovyansk or something. Those are the two big cities. Um, we'll see, right. but that would be that would be bad news for Ukraine. Um, They're bringing in North Korean cannon fodder too. Are they? You mean humans? That was or the latest story today. Yes, actual North Korean human beings. Troops. Yes, the Russians are. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they're I pulling read. out all the stops to to beef up their manpower without having to declare general mobilization and admit that this is actually a war. Um, I don't know, but it doesn't look... The, 
I don't see any end in sight. It's pretty impressive how, uh, you know, you mentioned Zawahiri being backburnered. The Ukraine war has sort of been backburnered too, in terms of what people are talking about. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think if it's, if we sort of lower the temperature and make it less of a, uh, you know, a titanic existential struggle against forces of autocracy defending Western Europe, that makes negotiation much more plausible. Um, does it? I don't know. I, I, that's a good question. I mean, right now, it seems to me that the problem you face is that on the Ukrainian side, there's there's no apparent willingness to settle uh, for anything approaching the status. Well, maybe quo. that's maybe that's why the Bush the Biden administration is not happy with Zelensky. Could be. I I wonder. I would love to know. I, I well, you had your chance, buddy. I had my chance. I'm not sure he knows. I'm not sure Tom knows, but I did blow it. I mean, I how asked could, him on camera, but but I, I definitely how could he how could he not have know, a sense? Know yeah, he's got to have I at mean, least a little bit of a sense. I mean, he, they say we have no faith in Ukraine, and, and Friedman's next question is why? Isn't why? It has to be why, right? Well, they can, but yeah, but they could be vague. They could choose to be vague. I, the other interesting thing is, did the administration choose to leak this? Right? Did the did the administration want to send the the message to Zelensky? We're going to start complaining about you if you don't start doing something we want you to do. How about? I mean, Tom Friedman. About, why would you rather leak something? I mean, that's perfect. Right. If you. Oh, how about this? How about if you don't start doing something we want you to do, or we're going to piss off the Chinese so much that they're going to arm the Russians? Uh, we have we have Nancy Pelosi. And we delivered. Ready. We delivered. We've already we've Jeez. already made good on our threat. <laughs> right. Um, the, uh, so, um, well, that's all the boring foreign policy stuff. Now we got to go to the exciting domestic stuff. Well, is Kansas a game changer? Uh, well, we're talking, of course, about the broader issue issue of, uh, is, are the Republicans blowing the midterms? And I think you'd have to say the answer is yes, as predicted on the show, I believe, but that was just paranoia. Now it's seems to be gaining realistic shape. I mean, if you look at the Republican ads around the country, they're all about inflation, 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 inflation. Okay. Inflation may be going down. I mean, there's a one Fed indicator says it's going down. The uh, Elon Musk says it's going down. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the job numbers are terrific. I mean, the only, the only, the, the most plausible scenario where inflation is still a, pro- a problem is if they take, if the Fed takes Jason Furman and Larry Summers's advice and doesn't let fear of joblessness inhibit it from killing inflation dead, 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 then they would say these good job numbers are indication that uh, there is still a tight labor market that uh, might produce, and they're good wage, good wage numbers too, might uh, indicate that there's still a wage price spiral going on and, and the Fed has to clamp down. So they'll, they won't have inflation, they'll have a recession. Uh, that that's bad for Biden's pro- the Democrats' prospects too. So uh, it it looks like they may be putting all of their eggs in the economy basket, and the economy may be looking a lot better by November, uh, which will be good for the Democrats. Then there is this uh, this thing in Kansas uh, where you know you can't. Uh, this was predicted that uh, that the road disappearing would be a huge huge boost to the Democrats because people would realize that the only way to preserve 
abortion rights is to go to the polls. Uh, they um, uh, they do seem to have realized that in Kansas. And the only sugarcoating I can see for the Republicans is they were really voting about abortion. They weren't necessarily voting for Democrats. So there were rumors that a lot of people went into the po polling booth, they voted against the abortion, the anti-abortion initiative, and then they just left without voting for any of the other Democrats, okay? All they were single issue pro-abortion voters and they didn't care about the Democrats either. Uh, so it, it, it doesn't, th this turnout doesn't necessarily translate into votes for your local Democratic congressman unless the Democrats do one more step to tie uh, tie the election into the you issue want, of you abortion. Wanna, you want to hear that step being made? Sure. Here it is. Tweet from Chris Murphy, Senator Chris Murphy. Quote, mark my words, the anti-choice movement is going to look at the Kansas result and decide that their best path to criminalize abortion is a federal ban. It's coming, and that's what's on the ballot this November. So that's going to be well, That's his attempt to do that, but it, it, the, the, the challenge for the Republican Republicans, which they will probably fail to meet, is to tell the pro-life uh, pro uh, forces, uh, don't do that. And you're part of our coalition, but you really got to back off now uh, and not. In other not words, don't make to, don't make a lot of noise about absolutely. a federal don't initiative. On, don't put anything on any ballot anywhere and don't bring anything up in Congress that you push with any degree of salience, uh -huh. realizing that the media is going to try to make a big deal of it if you do. Uh, and just cool it for a while and let the let the uh, pro-abortion winds blow themselves out. And then you can. Then you can then you then you have to start pushing things that are popular, like a well, fifteen week ban on abortion. May, not a total maybe ban the on abortion. Uh, given the way the Democrats <clears throat> are funding Trumpist candidates in Republican primaries, maybe the Democrats will find Republican groups to put these things on the ballot and uh, and so on. That's that's an interesting theory that the Democrats will start funding pro life groups. Well, it'd be consistent with this other it's a level thing, of which... paranoia that even I didn't descend to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't approve of that whole approach personally. But well, it's interesting. It's it's definitely. Um, I guess it, 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 it's definitely the after Hitler uns calculation that. Well, wait, wait, wait. Uh, the after Hitler. Even supposedly, the the left in Germany said, "Well, we'll let this guy Hitler come in because after Hitler will take power once Hitler fucks up." Uh, that was a miscalculation. In fact, yeah. perhaps the greatest miscalculation of the 20th century. Uh, and uh, so, uh, you know, we, you know, we'll support, uh, uh, you know, this this guy taking out major in 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 mm. uh, in Michigan because uh, because he has no chance of winning. But what if he wins? Then they're right. they they they're, they're making a bet. Uh, be careful as, what you wish for. As Jamie Raskin says, he has dirty hands. Can't who be has, too pristine about these things. Who has dirty hands? He says, who There's has a famous Sartre play called Dirty Hands, which is oh. a very good play about how the communists have to make all sorts of sordid deals with bad people. I think maybe including fascists to uh, to achieve power, and that that's life as a moral person in in the world is you have to have dirty hands. So they ask they ask all these Democrats on the January sixth committee all these all these self righteous people who said democracy is at stake. Uh, it should 
should the Democrats be funding these these uh, election deniers who are this mortal threat to democracy? And they all said, no, that would be terrible. They said, no, that would be terrible. And so they got to Jamie Raskin, who said, well, uh, Sartre said, you got to have dirty hands. <laughs> so maybe we should. Uh, so, um, yeah, that, but that but that would be that would be a, a, uh, an interesting step. I did. The, I did the math, Bob. I went the extra step. All right, let me just card. say for our podcast listeners, Mickey has a tablet that has numbers on it numbers that are apparently in I, his writing, his handwriting. I went, okay, I went. I, I, I went and I did the numbers uh, of of the total votes in Kansas. Yeah. There were nine hundred fifteen thousand people who voted for for or against the abortion uh, proposal. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the governor's races, there were only seven hundred thirty six thousand votes. So that's a huge drop off. That's like over almost 200,000 drop-offs uh, of people who cared about the abortion thing, and it did not translate into support for either the Democratic or Republican candidates, uh, perhaps because, you know, the, the, there weren't wildly exciting races. Right. But, uh, but if that same thing happens in November, then, then this abortion thing isn't as big a deal for the Democrats as uh, they think now. No. Yeah. So it does become the job of the Democratic Party to to connect the two, as you said. Right, yeah, right. And and then there's the, there's the filer faster principle, which is we forget about these things quickly. And now it looks like it's all abortion, abortion, abortion. But in a month from now, even a month from now, it may look very different. There'll be something else people are worried about. I mean, this also though has practical consequence, right? Because uh, this means that a lot of women around Kansas who want abortions will have a place to go who would not otherwise have, right? Like in nearby states, as well as in Kansas. I there mean, was I some theorizing that Kansas could be like the California of the Midwest. Uh, I, I, that seems a little far-fetched, but uh, it's possible because they now Roe Rover, Rover, versus Wade is now good law in Kansas, if, even if it's not good law anywhere else, but uh, does you know th that could happen to any number of liberal states? Mm -hmm. uh, of course, yeah. of course, Colorado. Well, but yeah, but it's got Nebraska. I don't think it's that big a deal. I don't mm -hmm. think there are hundreds of thousands of women who are going to travel for that. But maybe I'm wrong. But it looks like on three sides, it does have states that probably will uh, will make it hard to get an abortion. And then, but and Colorado being the exception on the fourth side. Um. um Anyway, so it, it's um, I was trying to figure out if, if if the Democrats might have a dense pack problem. In other words, they have so many good issues coming in that they cancel each other out because uh, they're you can't talk about both abortion and the revival of big back, bills back better, and you know inflation coming down and the good jobs numbers at once. Too much good news for the Democrats. Um. I, I don't think we think have to worry. Right. I don't think we have to worry about that. Uh, okay. It has, but has the last couple of weeks gotten you to revise your estimates of anything in November? Are you are you are you now thinking that the Democrats uh, Democrats taking the Senate is? Just I was I was worried. If you remember the podcast either two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I was despairing about the Democrats resurging. So it's nothing, nothing new for Meaning me. Meaning you thought it was going to happen. Yeah, well, it was a distinct possibility. I mean, the idea that Kevin McCarthy is this great genius who's going to steer his party to a majority is insane. He's one, he's universally recognized as slightly dumb. Uh, so uh, the um, I've been worried about this for weeks, and it's it's 
it's coming to fruition. Uh, the um, it's part. It's you know. So so yeah, I think it's a real possibility. I I, I think that you know I lived through the. The, the you know the Newt Gingrich nineteen ninety eight election when the Democrats were going to uh, lose seats because the, the Clinton was impeached and there was all this scandal and uh, you know and in fact the Democrats gained seats and Gingrich mm-hmm. lost his job uh, you know it, 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 I think Gingrich was probably expecting to be in control of the Congress then maybe not he was already was in control of the Congress he just got a smaller lead but uh, it was a big unexpected defeat. I remember, I remember going to the one of the editors at Newsweek, where I was working at the time, saying, "You know, I think, I think the Republicans might do really badly in this midterms." You know, because I had somebody who had a, some source in Gingrich's office, and and the editor said, "Classic Newsweek statement." Well, I don't know, but it'll be exciting to cover it when it happens. <laughs> you, you fucking idiot. Don't you want to like get ahead of the curve and tell people it's going to happen? <laughs> anyway, um, well, risk aversion has its place in journalism. So, uh, do you think uh, that's not a risk aversion? That's like well, wanting to be right, not wanting to be right too soon, wanting to be right at the exact well, no, time when everybody else afraid, is right. Maybe he was afraid you were wrong, and that you, they'd go out on you, go out on a limb and look dumb. But he'd be afraid if I was you know, right too. That's the point. In the end, what being is it right matter? has no payoff for Newsweek. What does it matter whether they were Hitler's diaries? Authentic or not? What was the line when they published Hitler's non-diary diaries? What did they say? (laughs) Uh, I've quoted it so many times that I forget what the exact wording is. But But as as publication date approaches... In the end, it may not matter as much as what the Hitler diaries tell us about ourselves and our society. (laughs) Right, but but Uh, if these aren't the Hitler diaries... (laughs) Anyway, um, uh, not Newsweek's finest. in, In the end, it matters little whether... It, it's the same thing as Charles Murray, Charles Murray's cop out. In the end, it matters little whether the carried interest loophole is revoked or not. Mm. Um, so, so, let's speaking of the carried interest loophole, yes. is that relevant <laughs> to the whole mansion cinema? So, one thing that's happened since we, uh, during our two week hiatus, is Joe Manchin uh, zagged again. And, and well, you owe me an apology. You said I was wrong because I claimed that Manchin cared about taxing the rich. And you said, Mickey, you were wrong on that. And it turned out I was right on that, Bob. Well, I think on any given day, whether you're right or wrong depends on what mood Mansion is in. Anyway, you're right that's now. Not, you're, you're right at the, the moment. That's not the full-throated groveling apology I expected. I think you're barking up the wrong tree. Maybe in the parrot room. We'll you, see. <laughs> never but, apologize. You, you and the right have a lot in common, Bob. Never complain and never explain. Uh, and the, never uh, apologize. Anyway, uh, the, so go ahead. Well, let's just... Re- okay, so he came back on board with climate package and taxes, supporting the some taxes on the rich and a climate package that the taxes pay for. And I guess he got something in return, something that'll screw up the environment in return, I guess. Uh, but and he, th- yeah. I mean, the, he, he his basic thing is we encourage all forms of energy. So it encourages clean coal as well as nuclear energy, as well as uh, fossil fuel energy, energy, as well as green energy. And the idea is that the massive subsidies for green energy will win out. But uh, there are these other subsidies. He also got allegedly a reform of the permitting process that uh, um, well, the, the, the larger context is the 
he seemed to have bailed as of two weeks ago on a larger build back better plan. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the Republicans have said, well, they were going to hold the chips bill hostage as long as the Democrats were pursuing a larger build back better plan. So mm-hmm. as soon as the Republicans voted for the chips bill irrevocably, sent it to Biden's desk, all of a sudden Manchin has this revelation is, oh, I do want a bigger. So he totally double crossed the Republicans. The Republicans are pissed off. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they have nothing they can do about it, but they're pissed yeah. off. Manchin has a, has a side deal to improve the permitting process for energy plans, which is pr- most people think is, is incredibly overconvoluted. But the problem is that's not part of the reconciliation deal. So it needs 60 votes. The Republicans are so pissed off that they might not give Manchin his 60 votes for his side deal. So, Man. yes, he did strike these side deals, but they may be a, a fool's bonus because uh, he may not get them. I think there's also, there's mainly one pipeline in West Virginia he cares most most about. Uh, I don't know if that's a separate deal or just would be under the permitting reform would, would go forward. But uh, he may not get his, his West Virginia uh, payoffs. So anyway, assuming that listeners digested all of what you just said, which I certainly didn't, enter It was Kirsten, incredibly clear. Enter but, Kirsten or Kristen Cinema, depending on what well, her first name actually is. What is her first name? Kirsten? I think it's Kirsten. Anyway, um the so this bill has uh you know a bunch of green subsidies, okay, for yeah. green cars and all sorts of green energy. Yeah. It has uh, an extension of the Obamacare subsidy to make up for the initial miscalculation where they thought the healthcare was going to be affordable. No, it's not. So they have to subsidize it. Uh, and uh, it has um, a corporate minimum tax of 15%. Okay. Cinema, they, they forgot to talk to cinema or they intentionally didn't talk to cinema. Cinema comes in with uh, a bunch of demands that are very reasonable. Uh, one, uh, one, not reasonable in the sense of they're a good idea, but reasonable in the sense that they're they're meetable and they're not they didn't torpedo the deal. One is uh, don't get rid of the carried interest loophole. Mm-hmm. Now that uh, you know that that is a little more complicated than than people think. A because during the Trump years they extended the holding period for for having these uh, these bonuses that hedge fund executives get uh, and that they somehow are magically, even though their compensation have magically become capital gains. Uh, uh, they, the Trump bill extended it from one to three years. This just extended from three to five years. So it's not like, it's not like there was no way around it for Wall Street. Okay. So it, it, it was not, not exactly a hundred percent repeal anyway. Uh, and and um, the second thing is they're, there are theoretical problems which we can get into now or later, which is, is it really completely indefensible uh, to treat these things as capital gains? I think it probably is, but Matty Glacius, of all people, has come to their defense. So, interesting argument for later. Anyway, Simba's gotten rid of that. She's mitigated the effect of the 50% tax on manufacturing. Apparently, it would heavily fall on manufacturing somehow because it overrides an expensing provision in the Trump tax bill. They somehow figured out how to restore parts of that. So allegedly it won't hit manufacturing as badly. And she has some money to deal with the drought. Boom, she's on board. It's going to pass. So 
whatever whatever is in the bill, good or bad, I think will pass. The Republicans are are sort of spinning in the wind at this point, uh, and it will be a huge Biden victory, depending on how huge the how huge a victory you think it is. Uh, you know, there are some obvious things if you look under the hood that aren't too pleasant. Uh, the Medicare Medicare is now allowed to negotiate with drug companies. But it turns out that Medicare doesn't have the monopsony power that I thought it had. In other words, it only has like 30% of the market for these drugs, although for certain drugs for the elderly, it has to have way more power than that uh, as being the only buyer. But just to make sure that they have the power, they now also have the power to impose an unjustified profit tax on drug companies that don't agree with their negotiating position. So you mean it's not really a negotiation at all. It's like, we're negotiating with you. And by the way, I have power to tax you if you don't agree. You mean Medicare That's, itself can levy the Medicare administration during so the negotiations? Exactly I don't know who exactly levies it, but it's this big stick that doesn't exist in an ordinary negotiation. So it's not really a fair negotiation. Uh, so my my worry was as That's a monopsonist, as a monopsonist <laughs> yeah, as a monopsonist, they can negotiate you down to too low a level. So they, you know, the each too each, low being what you mean inhibiting innovation of, or something. The marginal cost of each additional pill, which is basically nothing. If the drug companies give you nothing plus one cent, it's in their interest to cut that deal. But that won't pay for all the research and investment, the average cost. So yeah, they can negotiate you down to a level that's too low to justify your average cost, which is a uh, suboptimal result. Mike Kinsley wrote a very good column on this, which I linked to. Uh, 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 basically, what, if marginal costs keep going down as they do for pills, nobody really knows what the fair price is. It has to be set by some sort of government decision of we have to pay you enough to justify producing as many pills as we want to have. Uh, and there's a danger that this will go too far. This is wild things still have uh, patent protection. I mean, once they're generic, you rely on the market. But until there are well, then generics then, available. Right. You, there's the argument of, you know, is there too much pride and protection too little? That has a similar mm. problem. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, it, it's not what quite what's being sold as. The second big problem is it sold us this $300 billion deficit reduction. But the ACA subsidies, the subsidies for Obamacare, are only extended for two years. If you really had them for the whole 10 years and the whole point of mansion being mansion was, you know, fund these, fund these programs for the whole 10 years. They didn't do that. They used the same old gimmick where they funded it for only two years. If you fund it for 10 years, as is intended to do, they're not going to like strand these Obamacare people after two years. Uh, it takes away half the deficit reduction. Mm -hmm. And the other half is clearly the funding the IRS to the tune of $50 billion of enforcement so that they can extract more taxes that are owing uh, or just intimidate people into paying tax that, that aren't owed. Uh, and, and, and that they, this is going to get, you know, have a huge payoff. Might have a huge payoff, might not. Who knows? Yeah, that seems uh, like a gamble. But 50 billion seems like a lot. I could get people to cough up a lot of money. If it's you an incredible. I, I thought that was a typo. I thought it was 50 million. That was 50 billion. I just, That's a lot of IRS agents. Yeah, I just uh, buy, them, buy them guns with that kind of money. They just point them at people. So they should be able to win the war in Ukraine and get people to pay their taxes with that kind of money. Yeah, 
Uh, oh, uh, wait, there was a question I was going to have for you, but it, it uh, escaped. Maybe it'll come back to me. Um, um, so, anyway, so that's, you know, the, 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 my line, I take a hard line, a perverse hard line on this, which is the bill seems basically okay. I mean, it's, I would probably vote for it if I were in Congress. It's got these problems. Not really a deficit reduction bill. It's a spending bill, but it's a paid-for spending bill, so what the hell. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, let's give a try for these drug, drug price negotiations. If it's too much, we'll be able to see and change it. Fine. You know, it's an experiment. It only applies to a few drugs. Uh, but even the, Dem you know, the, the, the problem is the Democrats had this bill, big, huge build back better bill it was the new, new deal. Biden was the new FDR and it had a bunch of really crazy stuff in it. It, by my lies, it had the worst. But Joe that, Manchin has swooped in the, and stripped well, the worst that was, stuff the worst away. Was, the, well, the worst they, they've dropped. They've dropped the crazy stuff. They, you know, the the takeover of the daycare industry that even Matt Brunig had big problems with. Uh, you know, the uh, uh, I think there was a parental leave component. The worst was the child tax credit, which is a revival of the welfare system. Because it, oh, it you're, went to, you're it not went in to favor people. of the child tax credit? It turns out I'm not on, on, on balance. Huh. And huh. Uh, anyway, they dropped the crazy stuff, but this good stuff that's still in the bill will pass. The Democrats will regain a majority, and then they'll do the crazy stuff. So even the good stuff is bad because it enables the Democrats to retain power and do the crazy shit they wanted to do all along. So, so that's, this is, that's Mickey's... This uh, is the full-blown Mickey paranoia scenario. Correct. So, uh, uh, I mean, the the least you can say, I mean, I'd like to, uh, I, you know, I'd like to be able to help you out and point to some bad news for Biden. Uh, but the least you can say in the way of good news for Biden is that the, the stagflation scenario is not unfolding. I mean, right. I mean, today's jobs report was extremely strong. I mean, yes, continued inflation, but at least some of that is reflected in wages. It's not all just prices. Um, it's, it's, it, 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 the stagflation isn't unfolding, but the Lawrence Suburbs, as we talked about, the Lawrence Suburbs, the Fed better crack down now, big time. Uh, it, you know, with a with a, a huge rate, another huge rate increase, that scenario is still alive. The yeah, inflation inflation is still out of control, and sure, the Fed but, can't afford to let it out of the out of the barn. But, so, but the uh, fact that's that that's Wall Street's reaction. Wall Street is saying. Now the Fed is really going to crack down. Fine, but but the fact that stagflation doesn't seem to be a problem means that the Fed can do that without inflicting nearly as much political pain for Biden as it would have if it had to drive us you even would, more deeply into recession. You would think, unless you're if you're worried about a wage price spiral and the job market retain, remains healthy, you sort don't you sort of have to crack down enough so that the job market gets a little unhealthy? I think I you don't do. Uh, well, a little, but but my point is better a little than a lot. I mean, I mean, if you got stagflation, you still got very. That's what we had in the early '80s, stagflation, and the inflation was still high enough that that the Fed continue to have to you know try to to beat it down, and that just inflicted huge I, pain. I, I'm I just guess saying, it's better to start from a high level. Than yeah, a low yeah, level. yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. The um, I have a question though. I remember the question I was going to ask you. I've been hearing like on the radio, uh, you know, well, we've had our second. This was before the recent good news, the, the round of news where that was. We've had our second consecutive quarter of negative growth, 
and economists are debating whether we're in recession. I thought that was the definition of a recession. Two consecutive quarters. No, it has been growth. for a while. The, the Republicans were all saying that's the definition of a recession. It's a recession. And in fact, this debate has been going on for 20 years. They've given the definition of recession over to some panel, which looks at, takes a holistic view of the whole economy <laughs> at many indicators, and they just decide whether to declare it a recession. And if the, the fact that Biden said this was not at all out of the, I remember this debate from like long before predating Biden. Uh, but you know, so it's all a semantic. You want to call, call right. it a banana? A banana happens when there are two negative quarters of growth. We're in a banana. Okay, let's so see. Uh, let's call it that. That can be another uh, signature of the parrot room is that we call recessions bananas. I think the, the famous the famous quote where Alfred Kahn said, "We we can't call it something. We'll call it a banana." I think that 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 was about a recession. I think, huh? Uh, or maybe it was about inflation. Anyway, it was. Uh, it's just something about your tropical shirt that adds luster to your saying. Let's call it a banana. They, those two just work together. What, what can I say? We're going for synergy. So, Mickey, we're about we're about times times up. Times up. We got to move to the parrot room. Really? Okay. We because yep. we have an incendiary incendiary issue, which we have not addressed. What is that? What is that? Monkey pox, piggy parties, bathhouses. That can wait for the parrot room. <laughs> okay. I worry uh, that it could spread in the parrot room, but we'll see. Because, you know, wild shit happens in the parrot room. That's one reason people go uh, to patreon.com slash parrot room to sign up because of all the wild shit. Yeah. Right? I'll have to be fully clad in leather for the parrot room. <laughs> don't, don't think don't, don't think give I can, it away for free, Mickey. They got to pay to find out what you wear in the pair room. Today. That is when you wear anything. If you know what I'm saying, um, folks, it's pretty wild. Sometimes wilder. I don't think people. I haven't thought of that. It it worked for Putin. What you mean, the horseback shot, or was it? I have, the, I have this new body bodybuilding system. I'm I'm uh, pursuing, Bob. How's it? Well, what's the key? Well. It's called, I, I, I'm thinking of patenting. It's called Broga. It's a, it's like you, you do, you do like weight training, strength, push-ups, weights, and then you immediately do some yoga. Broga. And, and it's, what it's does the BR stand for? Bros, brother, bros. Bros, weightlifting bros doing bros. yoga. That's what I come up with. Anyway, it, uh, it, it, it produces a sensation that you've pumped up your muscles, but you're sort of calm about it. Uh-huh. It really works. I see I the difference. A, I could make a fortune. I was going to comment on the difference, but I wasn't sure it, whether I was imagining it, it. But now it's all falling into place. But why? Well, you seem calmer yet stronger. I do think uh, somebody must already have thought of this because they've combined with yoga with every other possible thing. So Broga. combining it with weight training is the obvious thing to do. I'm sure. I'm sure that's what pro football players do. And you know, isn't Joe Rogan kind of broga? Sounds you know, like he doesn't really lose his cool much. He's kind yeah. of chill, but he's like kind of macho. He'll kind of like yeah, fashion okay. facing, but it's nothing personal. He's a broga bro. He's a broga Rogan. Uh, so um, there's a there's a Joe Rogan point for the parrot room. Oh, excellent! I'm gonna write that down because that's a real revenue generator. There's uh, it's there's Alex a bunch Jones. Of- so Joe Rogan, Alex Jones, we got to talk about. Brittany Griner, we got to talk about. You monkeypox, Bob. You got to write that down. Monkeypox. Hope I don't forget to write that down because uh, um, it sounds great. Uh, the, uh, um, there's a lot to be said about monkeypox. 
we got a little more Jonah Goldberg trash talk, right? I, I or well, we'll leave him in suspense as well as trash talk. But anyway, we, the the pair room commenters have you, spoken because they have been treated to an advanced viewing of the very huh? podcast with you and me that Jonah Goldberg complained about. You were supposed about. to post this for free in blogging heads. You're taking your sweet time about it. How long? Yeah, are you, how, long letting, are you, how long it, are you milking this thing for? As long as possible, it'll probably go public next week. But meanwhile, one of the many benefits of being a pair room Patreon patron is that you get to see this stuff. And the patrons have weighed in, and you've read their comments, I've read their comments, but we don't want to give them away. Gotta say, um, there's a certain amount of support for our view. Wouldn't you say, Mickey? Uh, I, I haven't read the comments completely. I'm a few days old, so uh, maybe there was a surge of support for Jonah. Um, uh, there's that. There's uh, there's the, the question of uh, are the two Peter Thiel Senate candidates that are now officially made it to the general election and have a shot at winning, a pretty good shot, but not a maybe a, like a not a fifty, not more, not a more than fifty percent shot. Uh, are they fascists or are they actually? So it's Blake Masters and uh, JD Vance. JD Vance. Now, do both of those deny that Trump lost the election, or just Blake Masters? I think I think they I think they both you, you know use as extreme language as they can get away with without quite saying that there was fraud in the election and the results was fraudulent. They might say, you know, uh, you know, the election was stolen because. Uh, anti-Trump forces gave a lot of money to Mark Zuckerberg, who turned out a lot of crazy votes for the Democrats. That doesn't say the Democrats didn't win. It just says the election so was you rigged. Deny that they so are you can true. say the election was rigged. That doesn't quite have the full full stop the steal uh, potency. You deny I, that they are true election deniers. I wouldn't deny it. I haven't looked at their I, I wouldn't look, haven't looked at their comments with a microscope. But they but, certainly are trying to leave the impression. Oh, they yeah. certainly are trying to exploit, harness, and in the process foster because they have dirty the hands. Belief Bob, that the just like Jamie was Raskin, stolen. just like Jamie Raskin, they have dirty hands. Well, they do once, if they do this. They do if they admit, do this. But once you admit you have dirty hands, it's a slippery slope to hell for everybody. No, but this this truly is a red line. I mean, these people are creeps. If there are no red lines, the whole point of dirty hands is there are no red lines. Yeah, I know, but I'm not buying the dirty hands thing. That's okay. Um, um, and, um so, uh, so and, and um uh I have a I have a beef with your 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 hero Chris Murphy. Okay. I have a defense of mansplaining. I love okay. mansplaining. Uh and uh there there was all this story that like Facebook is in trouble. Have you followed that? Oh, I want to talk about that. Okay. I, I, there's, a, there's a revolution happening. It's the end of social media. It really is. There's something significant going on. And it's not just oh, yeah. Facebook. Don't give it away for free. I'm not going to give it away for free, but this is big. This is big. Okay. Okay. The end of, this should be a book, the end of social media. I'm typing it out as if it were a book title. I mean, even, even the successful social media companies like Instagram, which is part of Facebook, TB saying, oh, well, everything you like about this is going away. Sorry. Yeah, well, both Facebook and Instagram are saying that. And uh, it's and and you're seeing signs of it on Twitter. And it and it amounts to it ceasing to be social media. Okay. If I if I'm been clear enough. Okay. Yes. Um and uh there uh 
What else? There's one little wrinkle on the midterms. It's very little. But, uh, oh, and also uh, uh, obnoxious use of the word agency of the week. I've got an example. Okay. There's a why the hell? Why the hell isn't there a third party? A good question. Uh, that uh, Tim Miller, who's a guy I don't normally like, wrote a very good article about in the Bulwark, a publication I don't normally like. Um, uh, and we can talk about that. Uh, we can talk about Fetterman. Uh, okay. There's Fetterman news. Uh, Fetterman oh, is, is the any, Democratic is any... candidate for Senate in Pennsylvania who yeah. looks <laughs> like a blue-collar bouncer, but is he really blue-collar? Well, no, we know he's not blue-collar. His, his father was reasonably affluent. We know that. He went to Harvard. Did he go there as an undergrad? No. He got a well, master's degree. Well, not the same. As you know, people Doesn't like you who went there as an undergrad look down on people who merely have a master's degree from the, what, the Kennedy School? That's, That's not true. I'm a, I'm a social egalitarian, Bob. You know that. Um, well, since I thought you said, briefly thought you said Federer, that reminds me of naturally golf. and. Uh, Maybe there's something new to say about the... Yeah, I think there is something new to say about the Live Tour and the antitrust suit being filed by some members of the Live Tour against the PGA. Yeah. 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 Uh, there is um, There is definitely stuff, uh, another point to be made about the midterm, so... Yeah, okay. I, we I got plenty. It. We got plenty. We just... We should stop. Um, okay. Unless you got something um, super sexy. I mean, we, but, but it has to I'm be looking, like Jeffrey I'm Epstein. Looking at, I'm looking in the super sexy file. No. Okay. Uh, we'll go, uh, and are you going to unveil a, a, another tropical shirt? Are you going to do it? No, I think I've got a, this tropical shirt is, I bought it in Hawaii like 20 years ago. Should it's, I unveil my new apart. look? Should I unveil my new apart. look? You're changing the subject. I, you're trying to keep me from raising this fascinating question. Should I unveil my new look in the pair room? If you have a new look, it's about time. Oh, I have a totally new look. You're not going to believe okay. it. No, seriously. You I mean, actually cut the hair in the back of your head? I don't want to say anymore. I just want to say, like, when you see the way I look at the beginning of the parrot room, you're going to say, where do I join this cult? Does this involve hormone injections? I don't want to give it away for free, Mickey. All I got to say is the magnetism that is going to be exerted and exuded by the bob you're going to see when the parrot room starts is just you, is mind-blowing. Changing your pronouns in your long gender journey? Let's just say I'm not going to look like this, okay? And it's going to be You'd, closer to the real authentic Bob. You would make quite an attractive woman, actually. <laughs> Don't okay. give it away for free, Mickey. Um, okay. Not the, uh, okay. I'm not the first to say that. I'm not the first to say that, but thank you. <laughs> okay. but thank you. Uh, thank sure. you anyway. Uh, okay, so patreon.com slash parrot room and uh oh by the way we should uh we should say that this is uh pretty much although he may swoop in and help out when we need it pretty much uh the last week that mark sussman is going to be doing uh the topic titling helping us out with that we should we should say thank you to mark Thank you. It's weird. You know, you, you get good feelings and bad feelings about seeing somebody's name in your email. Uh -huh. Is this person going to help you or is this person going to be trouble? And he's a good vibe name. He, he's a total good vibe name. I see his name. I think this is going to be a good experience. 
This isn't like my broker calling me up and saying, Mickey, you're in deep trouble. Yeah. And it's not, not like that a, I would have a broker. Not like a Nigerian okay. prince who wants money from you or anything. It's, right. it's, it's better than all of that. Right. And he's been great. Uh, but he's going on to bigger and better things. He's also, you know, been a, a, a professor of Shakespearean literature or something in the city college system or the city university system really? in New York. Anyway, it has been, has been, has been teaching there, uh, but is going on to grander things. <laughs> like everything else, he's going on to podcasting. Aren't we all? So we'll see people in the parrot room, including Dude. us. All right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Well, no, you should bring out the parrot. You should. You should. Okay. I'll also think of a song. I'll also think of a song. And people will find out what that means in the parrot.